Coming up on the show tonight, Martin O'Neill is being linked with Stoke. We're going to get the inside track there at Stoke about how high up the pegging order he might be to replace Mark Hughes. Johnny Ward on rogue owners in the horse racing world and entries for the Cheltenham Gold Cup. We have Ken Egan on the return of Amir Khan with Matchroom Boxing later on this year. And last man standing Irish style. We'll talk about that as well. Battle of the middleweights coming up later on this year. 51552 for your text messages at GameOn2FM on Twitter or GameOn.RT.ie is probably the best way to contact us as well and I'm delighted to say I have Ken and Johnny and Alan with me in the studio you're welcome lads good to see you how are we we're good um, yeah not too bad feeling refreshed after a couple of days off um, quick poll for our listeners by the way just in relation to Martin O'Neill do you want to see Martin O'Neill stay on as manager of the Republic of Ireland he has not signed his contract yet he has agreed we understand with John Delaney and the FAI to stay on with Roy Keane yes or no do you want to see him stay on as Republic of Ireland manager, yes or no? If no, who would you like to see to come in to replace him? Quick poll here. Do How we... do you call that actually? Is that going to be yes or no from the from the Irish uh, people? So, so would you like to see Martin O'Neill stay on? I, I would. I, I think maybe that we are too critical of Martin O'Neill. So, I'd like to get a reflection of what the listeners think. Do they want to see Martin O'Neill stay on, given that he has brought us to one major tournament and we were very close to? Here's no, 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 because it went straight off the well, bat. Who, anyway. Who's we? Me and you. Yeah. With good reason, I would say, Hugh. Yeah. With very good reason. Well, I tell you what, now, if he signed for Stoke City tomorrow, I wouldn't lose any sleep over. Well, if well, he signs for Stoke, he'll have to earn a few bob because he's. Exactly. He's a handy number there now with, with your squad. Well, he'd have, have a handy to, one over there because he'd walk into good money as well, Kenny, over there. Yeah, and yeah, that's we, the thing. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing. In terms of us going forward, I wouldn't be sorry to see him go, I have to say, Hugh. And I'm surprised Stoke. I'm, well, am I su- he, gets li- he gets linked to all these jobs. Um, in England and in fairness he obviously has a good pedigree and a good reputation in England but just based on what we've seen the last three or four years I think his best days may be behind him yeah yeah I, I was talking about this with Ronan outside when Ireland were beaten in the World Cup Rugby World Cup in 2015 like Joe Schmidt worked like a dog for the following 12 months to ensure that what happened in 2015 would not happen again i.e. we were caught short in terms of personnel our strength and depth was quite poor because injuries to Sean O'Brien Paul O'Connell and Johnny Sexton all of a sudden we, you know, we just couldn't compete with Argentina mm. and, and I, I just wonder what Martin O'Neill is doing now to ensure that what happened against Denmark doesn't happen again or what happened throughout the last year of that World Cup qualifying campaign doesn't happen again Well I was in here on Saturday we covered the FA Cup and Monday night we had a chat about it and the amount of young lads who were dotted around the league over in England League 1, League 2 um, and you would love to think he's doing his homework and knows about all these lads and if you were to ask me honestly, do I think he's doing all that? I would have to say no, Hugh, because there's plenty of lads dotted around and we've seen, uh, obviously, throughout the campaign, he never really blooded anyone new. He never really brought anyone into the squad in terms of giving some young lads a chance. And this is the time now. It's a dated squad. There's a few lads who are going to retire. There is friendlies coming up that he has the opportunity to do that. Whether he's doing that work, I don't know. I would have to None say. None of us know. What you do know, you think, Johnny? Well, I, I spoke Pull that into there, the microphone. I just spoke to about this yeah. earlier on. You know, the, the one defence I would have of O'Neill was he was tasked with getting us to the tournament. That was it. And I think John Delaney said to him, you have the job, uh, you're getting a lot of money, just get us to the tournament. And he played with an absolute poverty of football ambition. No pictures on the scorecard kind of thing. Just yeah, get us there. Just yeah. get us there. And, um, you know, if you're looking at the, the text coming in, Mick McCarthy and Roy Keane, 
they're the two logical ones if he does go because um, Gary Doyle in the Times yesterday who who, who are we going to get to replace him they're not going to go down the Stephen Kenny route Chris Hewton is a pipe dream um, and the money that even O'Neill's getting isn't that big Michael O'Neill probably wants a club job so I, I just I just saw it as I, said, as I said several times this show when we played like we did in Cardiff I was ashamed to be Irish and I didn't want us to qualify playing like that and I don't think there's a long term strategy there yeah and that's the problem we've we've chatted about this a lot myself and Johnny and I looked at a match last night Hugh Bristol City right Yeah. and this argument is, this argument is all we get we don't have the players we don't have the players it's the laziest lamest argument that you will ever come across because you watch a side like Bristol City last night hardly household names if you were to ask any football fan do they know many Bristol City players they will tell you no and you look at the way they went and played last night against arguably the best team in the world at the moment Man City and we see what they're doing dismantling Premier League teams every week and that was purely down to a lad and his philosophy and his approach and his encouragement to play the way that they played last night and bring that belief into the Etihad Stadium and try and feel as though they were going to get a result playing like that and, and it comes back to O'Neill and there's so many managers like there's Allardyce and Pulis and these fellas and, and they're the ones that are kind of putting out this negative vibe and this negative tactics because they have zero belief in terms of coaching players and coaching fellas to play the way we may have seen Bristol City play last night and I'm not saying there's only one way to play but in terms of us going forward and future and bringing young lads through I can't see that under Martin O'Neill What do you think Ken? If you look at the Irish boxing perspective, right? You, you know, you hear that same story. We haven't got the players. We haven't got it in depth. But it's such a small country we have. Is it's it's about grassroots teaching the lads how to play football at a high standard from yeah. an early age. Yeah. Like in boxing. Yeah. The fundamentals, the basics, and teach them how to do it right. That's all it is. As as he was mentioned there, talking about Bristol, there they're not a great team, but again, you know, they're able to hold their own. Why can't Ireland not do that as a unit? It's about working at the grassroots level here in Ireland and building the clubs up, making them stronger. And considering that this football, don't forget, is the most popular yeah. sport still by you, a long way. You, here. you can you can't be a kid for like when we were kids and the games were always played in the afternoon before Lansdowne got the floodlights. You can't be a kid and aspire towards playing the way we play. It's just mm. it's just it's soul destroying. Soul destroying. But well, we haven't had a single text in yet in support of Martin O'Neill. Um, Mick McCarthy. A lot of people say no. Mick McCarthy or somebody with a bit of passion. Uh, please God help O'Neill to get the Stoke job and could you send Keane with them says Jerry. I would agree with Alan about O'Neill but who would Alan like to come in uh, no way should we keep holding of O'Neill can't stand the football or his attitude feels like he's doing us a favour by being our manager no bring back Mick McCarthy uh, Keane to stay O'Neill to go says someone else no Stephen Kenny and Brian Kerr says someone else we spoke about that today Johnny would, would, would they be brave enough to give Stephen Kenny the job and uh, as much as it pains me to say I don't think there would be Hugh but I would I could bet your bottom dollar he would do no worse than what's been done at the moment. Okay, let's get the view from Stoke City on how likely this might be because I'm delighted to say we have Ben Cartwright who is a presenter of Wizards of Drivel which is a Stoke City podcast on the line with us. Ben, you're very welcome. Hello, thank you for having me on. No, thank you for being with us. And look, you guys uh, ran your own poll, I suppose, on who Stoke fans would like to see come in recently enough and the results were interesting. Martin O'Neill had two opponents, if I'm right, in two different polls? Yes, I think so. I think it was, was it Rowett? Um, I'm not sure on the mm. other one, to be honest. Off the top and Slavin Bilic. Yeah. I, th- I was going to say Bilic. Bilic, I, I think his odds shortened massively. I think I, I wouldn't personally take him after being sacked. But um, yeah, Martin O'Neill, I mean, you've now got a scared Ben on the other end of this phone line because <laughs> you, you guys are saying exactly what we were saying about Mark Hughes two weeks ago. Just saying, please, anyone take him. Why is no one getting linked with him? Um, so, I, I mean... 
I went on Martin O'Neill's Wikipedia page. Obviously, you, you look at his record um, for Aston Villa and Celtic when I was growing up. He was sort of he had this amazing team. Um, yeah. I think he was in charge of Aston Villa on Stoke's first victory in the Premier League, which was an amazing day. Um, but obviously not for Martin O'Neill. Um, but it's been such a long time since then now. You, he's failed at Sunderland, and from what I've just heard, he's not producing too many exciting things with the Irish national team. So. It's a link that I think a lot of Stoke fans are sceptical of. Um, I will say that. Yeah, and 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 I suppose you know the, the frustration from the Republic of Ireland fans comes from the football that we have seen from the team over the last couple of years, and and the style, and it's almost the reticence by Martin O'Neill to to embrace any kind of adventure in his tactics or in his team selection. And I suppose we're looking at the future for the next couple of years, at least trying to qualify for the European mm-hmm. Championships, and we're wondering what's going to change. And it doesn't seem like anything will change because Martin O'Neill is, what, 65 years of age now or thereabouts? And and that's the issue, I think, for a lot of fans that are, haven't been happy with what they've seen for the last couple of years. Is anything going to change? I mean, that's exactly the fears that we've had with Mark Hughes. Obviously, I think someone just mentioned there, Tony Pulis. Obviously, he got sacked um, by Peter Coates. Um, because he was producing rubbish football, and Mark Hughes had an era, or not an era, had a had a period of of nice attacking football with the likes of Bojan and Shakiri and Arnautovic, all names that you'll recognise, um, mm-hmm. all names that play lovely football on the eye. But it, it sort of it's it's gone now. It, well, now that he's been sacked, obviously, it's, it's but it had really just degenerated into this this boring, turgid, second-level playing. Like It was sort of a second-rate Tony Pulis, which is exactly the opposite of what you want. And I think that's the question a lot of Stoke fans will be asking if um, these O'Neill links continue and maybe he gets the job, is is what will change. The, the whole problem with Mark Hughes is, one, he wasn't getting results, but from a fan's perspective, we're watching football that we don't enjoy. And and that's fine when you're a, you're a club that is sort of struggling, say, in the, in the league or has just come up, as in when we were with Pulis. But... We've been there for the longest time outside of the sort of the big seven like Everton and then the rest of the big names everyone will talk about. So we're a club that is is really seated in this in this league. Well, we we were at least until this season. Mm. So we, we surely at some point you've got to sort of hope for a bit more, and, and that's exactly what Stoke fans will hope for. We've never been in this position before, certainly in my lifetime, where in the middle of the season we're in search for a manager and and at first when it happened on Saturday night obviously we'd been knocked out of the FA Cup over here which was devastating but then Mark Hughes was gone so there was a bit of hope and I thought this is so exciting I I would love to be a Sunderland fan or something this could happen every six months and yeah three or four days later it's it's the worst thing ever because it's just Uh. rumors 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 and no certainty about where the future of our club will go and and I think yeah it's it's quite frightening Alan, we talk on this on this show, and I'm going to get Ben's view in a second. But we we, we speak about the mid-table clubs, you know, mm. so the clubs that realistically will never win the Premier League because they don't have the players or the resources. But also, there's no real danger of relegation because they're just too good for that. And what is it that the fans want from their team? You know, it sounds like from Ben, and he can kind of further this point in a second, that actually they do want something more than just survival. They mm. do want something more than just maintaining their status in the top flight. Yeah, I think all fans want that, Hugh. But a question I would ask Ben, and you, you look at Pulis, obviously, when he was there, and were a well-established club, doing a very good job, probably not the best football in the world, but as you said, they were never in danger of being relegated. So the fans were saying to themselves, we're watching the same thing, seeing 
saying the same thing every week, every year, finishing 12th, 9th, 14th, whatever it may be. Um, but probably respectable for them. Then, obviously, he, he gets the sack and it was probably a case of the fans wanted that by the end, I think, to bring in Mark Hughes, who tries to change things and he brings in Shakiri Arnautovic, these type of players, to maybe change that idea of that we're only one-dimensional and it's going to be kind of kick-and-rush football. And it hasn't really worked out for him. I thought he'd done okay the first couple of years, but it hasn't really worked out for him now. But if the think by bringing in Martin O'Neill, <laughs> they're going to get this exciting brand of football all of a sudden it'll be worse than Tony Pulis football but the question I would ask Ben and even from in terms of the fans point of view was it a case of that you should be careful of what you wish for because there was Stoke going along fine now the fans mightn't agree but they were they were never in danger of being relegated they were happy to be finishing they mightn't have been happy but the club certainly were happy that, that Tony Pulis had them 11-12th every year um, they may put a push on one year but, but they were always in around that area then they sack him and here they are on the pearls of relegation now and it's all crumbling around him. I think in terms of Pulis' sacking, there was certainly sort of, in his last season in charge, there were a sort of, for the first time since that that sort of first season where it's always going to be a bit uncertain, there were sort of, the form had dropped and it, it, it was worrying and there was sort of certain points in the season where we wondered if relegation was an option where obviously in, in certain times in his reign, in charge in the Premier League, we hadn't thought like that. So, and also from Pulis's sacking, I think um, coach there was a sort of a a drop in season ticket sales as well, which obviously goes back to fans not being excited by the football. But I think from a sort of owning the club perspective, there was a there was a push to sort of move him out of the door. Say right, we've had a good run at it because the fans were disappointed and they were showing that by not buying as many season tickets. So I don't think it's just because oh. Um, the football was bad. I mean, it was bad, especially nearing the end of um, Pulis's reign, and and it did get to that stage where we need to move on now because we've done that. We've now got a bigger budget. We've slowly sort of inc- improved our squad. We should be hoping for better things, and I think that's the kind of thing, especially with Mark Hughes. There were so many promises with okay, we're now going to be pushing on for Europe. As I mentioned earlier, those those few players that were playing, there were thoughts. Oh, maybe if we sort of have a run, a string of games that we're winning, then we could get into Europe, or maybe even just like push. I mean, we, you can never expect Europe as a Stoke fan. Obviously, we did it one season after getting to the final of the FA Cup, but you can't expect it, but you can hope for it. And I think that's what you need in a mid-table side. You need that hope, that level of right, this season has a meaning. You, you can't go into every season and think, all oh, right, as long as we're safe, that's fine. That That is po- Tony Pulis. Get to 40 points, then it's done. As a fan, you just need that le- that little bit just to keep you going and think, this could be our year. I think that's yeah. a difference. When, when you've been at the Premier League at this level for so long, there just needs to be that bit extra. And I think some people from the outside will be like, oh, well, be careful what you wish for because you're mid-table side. And obviously we need to... And, Yes, we need to be careful what we wish for because this season it is worrying and I'm worried that we're going to get relegated for the first time. It's it's really scary because I want to be a fan of a Premier League side. Um, obviously, I would still support the club through thick or thin, but you want something more. It can't just be on to the next season, on to the next 40 points, job done, see you later. What's your understanding, Ben, of... of, of... How serious this this approach um, is at the moment. We've a piece in the Telegraph um, by John Percy saying Stoke City have made contact with Martin O'Neill about replacing Mark Hughes. And today on our own Orti Sport website, and the FAI say they have not received any approach from Stoke City over Martin O'Neill. What's your understanding of where this is at? 
Um, well, he's he's been a name that's always been since I say always. It feels like it's been three months. It's been five days, whatever. Um, <laughs> he's been a name always in the mix since then. Um, obviously, you've got those conflicting reports. As a Stoke fan, we, we've all seen it. Um, but what I would say is John Percy gets it right a lot of his time. Time he seems to like a man that's got the inside track on Stoke. So normally, whatever he says um, is either true or there's some sort of sprinklings of truth. And the FAI are saying whatever they're saying. It, it's difficult. Um, obviously, as I say, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. You never know quite what's going on. I mean, we were linked with Rowett heavily, which a lot of Stoke fans, including myself, would have been excited about. He's not got his I, chance I... in the Premier League yet. I think, Ben, that would have been a much better appointment. Obviously, they couldn't get him and he was happy to stay at Derby and he signed a new contract. But the likes of that young up-and-coming manager is huge. I think that's what a lot of the clubs need now. Rowett has proved himself at a couple of clubs. He's doing a good job at Derby. Maybe he feels he, he can get promoted with Derby, hence him staying there rather than going to Stoke. But certainly it seems to me, Ben, if Martin O'Neill was to go in, it's the club in a worrying situation and it's like a stopgap to try and basically desperation not to be relegated. Yeah, it it feels completely like that. I mean, it's been mentioned that it would be a sort of a short-term deal. That I mean, that I don't know how where the truth is. As I say, that he would come in for the rest of the season and then go back to Ireland and sort of take you to the Euros or whatever. I don't know the truth in that. Um, Double jobbing, in other words. Yes, just for this for the time being, as he's got no other fixtures in this calendar year or something like that. Obviously, I I'm not an expert. I just I'm just saying what I I've read because I'm reading literally everything. Um, so. It, yeah, it, it does seem like that. I mean, we're eight, we're in eighteenth place. It's someone sort of on Twitter looked at how many points were available. We've got loads of um, games against the top sides that we're going to struggle to beat. It, the numbers are sort of they're shrinking and shrinking. How many points we can get? So I think Stoke hierarchy might be worrying about that. But at the same time, they they delayed the the sacking of Mark Hughes because they don't like quotation marks don't like to sack in the middle of the season but a lot of Stoke fans would, would come back at that saying that well there was that chance to, to sort of part ways in the summer quite amicably because there were signs that this was to come We I've been saying it for a year and probably more that Mark Hughes probably isn't the sustainable choice and we've been sort of sleepwalking into relegation so th- there is our excuses Gary Rowett would have been fantastic but we're in this position and, and now it's it's sort of people have said, be careful what you wish for. There's not that many managers to choose from and, and they're probably right. It's looking like that because we're getting linked with the likes of O'Neill who hasn't managed a club side in years. Got Sanchez Flores. I don't know if I'm saying that. Kike mm. who used to manage Watford who's struggling with Espanyol at the moment and didn't do too brilliantly with, with Watford. It's, it, it's worrying because there's not many names that are coming out and being like, that would be a great option. I mean, Stoke fans are now clinging on to this Graham Potter who's managing Ostersons in Sweden because he's got the he's got the right name for the job. I mean, I see <laughs> I see that uh, Andre Villas-Boas crashed out of um, a rally today, uh, so maybe his newfound career isn't going quite. Maybe he could be someone. But what about you mentioned a young uh, manager, up and coming manager, seems to have his head screwed on playing nice football. What about Lee Johnson, Bristol City last night? Well, that guy is he seems to be certainly have a big future ahead of him. Absolutely, and you look at the performance against Man United as well. He has them up kind of in the playoffs at the moment on the verge of hopefully maybe getting into the playoffs or getting promoted to the Premier League but this that... guy was classy enough to go and buy uh, Jose Mourinho's favourite bottle 
of red wine for after the game in the hopes that they might sit down and he can pick his brain like that to me is somebody who thinks about outside the box he spent 500 quid on a bottle of wine okay mm. some people say that's ridiculous but you know what the long term aim was he might get you know half an hour of Jose Mourinho's time to sit down have a drink together and pick his brains I think someone like that is absolutely and like, he's obviously been a player a good career that he had at lower league level his father was a manager for years yeah. Gary Johnson so he's been around football all his life Hugh. and you look at I, I go back to it again it's the way they played last night they were brilliant and they're the kind of managers like there's there's fellas well past their sell by day getting jobs now in the merry-go-round that is the Premier League these are the lads I, I would love to see getting a chance Hey Ben I tell you what um, if you were picking a, a manager at the moment who you, you know for Stoke City he was very attainable who plays decent football who has overachieved with the resources that he had Michael O'Neill mm. is your only man I think yeah, the I mean, Northern, Ireland, Northern Ireland manager I'm surprised he hasn't been mentioned more because obviously he's he did that great job for, for Northern Ireland I, I haven't seen his name really mentioned at all seriously I mean he's he's mm. in the odds but everyone in the, and their mums are in the odds um, so yeah I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say no but then again at the same time it's it's always the same that same thing now it's it's either managers that are as you say sort of well by their sell by date or it's managers that have never sort of experienced the Premier League so it's a bit of a risk so and at this stage of the season when we're in such dire straits it is a huge risk because if it doesn't go right for them in the first five games, what do we do? I don't have the a good thing about Michael O'Neill, Hugh, uh, I would say, is like when he was manager of Shamrock Rovers and to lesser extent Northern Ireland, they don't necessarily play the prettiest football either. He's it's not ver- bad. It's not bad, but it's it's quite conservative. He's a really good manager, but he, you wouldn't be expecting him to go to a club and all of a sudden they're playing like Barcelona. That wouldn't happen. Did yeah, Shamrock okay. Rovers have Jordan Shakiri? That'd be the question I ask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, listen, there is a, an Irish connection with Stoke City that's gone back a good few years. Mm. Uh, ben, you look at like Roy Delap, who I know you're a fan of, John Walters, obviously Glenn Whelan, uh, Shea Given spent some time there as well. Um, you know, not that Martin O'Neill would kind of be appointed just to continue that, but certainly there does seem to be a, a bit of a connection there to to Irish players gone by. Yeah, that, I mean, I. Ireland were always the team that I'd look for in the in the sort of international breaks and and always be that team that oh look Whelan's playing for Ireland again fantastic yeah. news because yeah. th- that's a nice thing to to see for someone for for a supporter of Stoke because it doesn't always happen I mean we also had um, James O'Connor who's I don't know if you know James O'Connor he yeah. played for us for for years and he was like my mm. first favourite player when I was growing up so there's always been that Irish connection and it's one that's not not currently switched on so maybe. Um, we, yeah. need to, we need to get it back going who knows well maybe Martin O'Neill is the answer look it's James been a pleasure o- James yeah, O'Connor is Danny O'Connor's brother from Greystones Danny O'Connor yeah. from, who played yeah. with Bray Wonders four or five brothers really? yeah. and James was a great player little ginger had yeah. little ginger headed lad in midfield great player and Danny is the, the, the dark Adonis yeah. who looks like he and should be brothers. born from Greece or something like that's that him, that's like me and my brother who's the dark Adonis and I'm the little ginger lad <laughs> in the corner anyway look Ben it's been great to talk to you we hope for your sake and for Stokes that he found they make the right choice whether or not that's Martin O'Neill we'll wait and see but uh, thanks for your time we'll talk again soon thanks you, Ben cheers goodbye thanks a lot uh, Baron Cartwright there you can check out the Stoke City podcast Wizards of Drivel if you're interested in all the late, latest from Stoke City if you're a fan